And the thing of it was, I would do all the stuff you're supposed to do to win Super Camper. They didn't have to tell me twice to go to bed. I, I used to learn the memory verses and listen real good in church service, but I never got that. I mean, when you're in the church of God and you go to youth camp, there's all American and who's who, but there's no higher honor in the church of God as a kid than to win Super Camper at youth camp. Oh, let me tell you, I guess I guess I just wasn't good enough for their super their super camper. I guess uh now I won super size camper, but not super camper. Amen. But I never won super camper. But there's something we used to do to uh earn points at youth camp. We used to have to memorize scripture. Did anybody memorize scripture at youth camp? Anybody do that? Yeah. Yeah. Scripture memorization. A couple cabin leaders said I was their secret weapon. They had boys that could play basketball. I could not play basketball. I could not play any kind of sport whatsoever. I was not athletic. Still am not athletic in the least. But I could study the word of God. I could study scripture. And that helped us rack up some points. But there's so much power when it comes to scripture memorization. Maybe, maybe have family challenges where you're learning scripture. Where you're learning things. And, and, and kind of have family challenges as to uh, maybe we'll go do something special if you win so many, uh, do so many scripture verses. But I said all that to say this. When God's people are in the word of God and in any way shape or form there's a great power to it there is a great power to it when God's people are in the word of God amen I have rambled and visited long enough tonight uh, can we welcome the teenagers in service tonight I want to do that this evening thank them for listening to the preacher preach tonight Caden you want to know something crazy for the third year in a row I'm being asked to go preach a youth camp isn't that something nearly 40 years old I wasn't asked to do it when I was 25 but now just two years away from 40 years old I am now being asked to preach youth camps and we're so excited uh, the World Outreach Church I think they've rented the Evans Christian Outfitters uh, in the month of June we're excited about that so pray for me tonight I pray I minister to these uh, teenagers this evening as well as our adults but the word of God simply says in Philippians chapter 4 Philippians chapter 4 and in all honesty I know you know this verse of scripture verse 13 Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13 and here's what we're going to do okay I want us to declare it together can we do that if you're going to help me do it say amen Oh, come on. If you're going to help me declare this verse of Scripture, say amen. amen. All righty. Let's declare this together, saints of God. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let's do it one more time. Let's say it together, guys. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Kind of reminds me of an old story that I heard many years ago. Many years ago, I had been in a, a children's class, like one of the ones I was explaining. Maybe, I think it was a, like a youth rally. And they said, did you know there's something you can do called the ten-finger prayer? The ten-finger prayer? You just simply hold up your hands like this. You hold up your hands like this. And you quote Philippians 4.13. 
And what that does is being that there's ten words, each word is a finger. It goes something like this. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I'll show you that one more time. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me only to find out that that came about because there was a man who was a member of a church. And this man had suffered a terrible accident uh, to the extent that, one, they thought he was going to lose his life, and then, well, praise God, he was going to live, but they said he was never going to be able to walk again. The pastor had, had gone to visit the man, and he could, he, he could barely move, he could barely do anything, but there was something the man was able to do. He was able to move his hands. And the Holy Spirit spoke to the pastor to share to this man. He said, you know what? I want you to declare the word of God with, with your hands that you're able to move. You hold them up and you quote Philippians 4.13, which just simply goes, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. He said, Pastor, day, years, uh, months went on and finally the man was walking and he was in the church house. He had arrived in the church house and the pastor walked up to the man and said, I'm so thankful to see you. He said, Pastor, you don't understand what that ten finger prayer did for me. You just don't understand. He said, I went through therapy and it hurt my body. I suffered through it. It was painful to me, but each and every time I would get up from that therapy session, I would hold up my hands and I would declare that ten finger prayer that simply just said I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. He said every time my body would hurt and every time I wanted to give up. Have you ever had a time where you wanted to give up? Oh, I mean, have you ever had a time where you wanted to give up? That man told the pastor, he said, every time I wanted to give up or toss in the towel, I would just simply hold up my hands and quote that verse of Scripture with my fingers and say, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Saints of God, it's time for us to declare the I can. It is time to declare the I can. It is time to declare the I can, I can, I can, I can, I can. Amen, amen, amen. Somebody say amen tonight. Praise God. Praise God. He said sometimes you can look at over your life and you think about different phrases that you tell God. You can look at phrases such as I hope, I wish, I desire, I want, oh, I long for. But see, the apostle Paul is writing in this letter. He says, I want to put a commissioning in your hands to where you don't say, I hope, but you say, I can. I can do this. Can I tell you something? You can do this. I know Noah preached against it last week, but I kind of feel like that motivational speaker. And I kind of feel like that guy who's got to give a whole lot of fluff and things and say, you can be and do whatever you want to do. Amen. 
I would love to be a horse jockey then. I quickly will learn I cannot be a horse jockey. Oh my goodness, some of y'all are imagining me three feet tall weighing 85 pounds, aren't you? Oh, some of y'all are imagining me being a horse jockey. I cannot be a horse jockey. I want to be a trapeze artist. Woo, buddy, that would be a challenge. Would that not be a challenge? They would have to get a really strong net to catch me if I ever lost my grip of those handles. Oh, my goodness. I can be. But have you ever been in those motivational speaking sessions? The job that I work, I get all these, all these leadership type things. I've been through a lot of leadership seminars and sessions. So I've learned quickly that I'm, uh, one says I'm type A personality. The other ones rated us birds, and they said I was a peacock. And then uh, because, you know, I was outgoing and all that kind of stuff. I said, that's funny because I'm normally just a laid back kind of quiet guy you know I don't know what you're talking about I'm kind of a laid-back quiet no that's not the truth amen I need to repent tonight don't I at the altar that's not the truth but they look at us and they say you can do whatever you want to do I've learned in life that's not always the case I don't have a mathematic mind. I couldn't be a bookkeeper. I'd be a lousy bookkeeper. My wife is an excellent bookkeeper. I would be a lousy bookkeeper. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on, my creative, outgoing people in the house know what I'm talking about. Come on. I'm giving you a good place to shout. Can you say amen tonight? Amen. Amen. Or we have our introverted people who are good bookkeepers in mathematics. Could our introverts give me a head nod tonight? I can, I can, I can. The motivation, but sometimes the motivation has a tendency to be overwhelming. The I can seems impossible. The I can seems impossible. I can do all things. Wow, how comprehensive is the truth of the word of God in that simple, short verse of scripture. I can do all things. I can do all things. It covers all ground. It covers all bases. And in fact, if you study the Greek meaning there of the word, I can do all, <coughs> it even covers the things that refer to the declined ability to do so. You know, I therefore lack the ability to do so. I lack the ability to do so. I, I, I'm unable to do these types of things. Have you ever had a time where a project seemed a little overwhelming to you? You lacked the ability. You, you, were unable to, you were unable to complete a certain project. You were unable to change the oil in a car. You were unable to, to, to paint a wall or hang drywall and that sort of thing. It's, it's overwhelming. We lack the, the I can. But see, 
Here in the, the word of God, it says, I can do all things, even the things I lack the ability to do through Christ, which strengthens me. Now, all of a sudden, here's where it really comes to the point. When the verse of Scripture says, which strengthens me, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Do you want to know what the translation of this word strengthen is? It's not like going to the gym and building muscle. No, this word strengthen means to empower. Therefore, Christ provides a power to do all things. There's another translation right here. In the root meaning of this word through Christ which strengthens me, you know what word is there in translation? It's dunamu. It means to empower. It's the same word that we use in the New Testament talking about the Holy Ghost power. So therefore, therefore, if we have the power of the Holy Ghost, the word of God in this verse of Scripture gives the promise that we can do all things. Amen. You can do all things through the power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus is our strengthener. Jesus is the one that we do things through. You can say, Pastor Micah, you, you, you don't understand dilemmas I'm facing and things I'm trying to, to work out and things I'm, I'm trying to configure. But Jesus gives you the power to do all things. And I think to myself about that comprehensive word all right there that comprehensive word which is all all things he strengthens me not just to do all things but to face all things I look across this, this crowd and I'm not trying to bring anybody down and I think about this congregation. I think about various people that are in phases of their life. Uh, they've gotten diagnosis within their life. Uh, they're now facing treatments and having to go through medical treatment and medical care because they've got very uh, uh, complex conditions and things that if they don't take care of could very well be threatening to them. Um, I think about folks that are in transition in their employment also. Oh my goodness, talk about transition in employment. Talk about other things, transition in phases of life. Oh my goodness, now that Pastor and Leah have pastored this church for 22 years, you want to know something they're doing, Rick? Pastor is now getting to a place where he's marrying kids that he dedicated Oh my, he's been here so long that he is now marrying kids that he has dedicated. I don't know if it's officially happened, but uh, I think it's getting ready to happen, Stephen. You know that? Oh my, faces. Of, I remember when you and Autumn used to carry her. Oh my goodness. Isn't that so? I remember when Autumn said she was expecting Michaela. Life has phases. Things change. And as we grow older, the revelation of Philippians 4.13 becomes more relevant. We can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. 
Oh, and what begins to happen as you get older, you begin to see not just uh, problems and conditions in your own life. Uh, you begin to see them happen within your children's life. Uh, but it's at those particular moments uh, where we declare the goodness of God. Uh, we declare the fact that we can do this by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We can do this. We can do this. Amen. Amen. We can do this. So look at somebody say, I can do this. Amen. We can do this. In fact, if you read the translation, the Amplified Bible's uh, version of, of Philippians 4.13, it, it expounds upon the fact and even talks about, I can do all things that Christ, that the Lord has called me to do. Oh, I can do all things that the Lord has called me to do. You want to know something? We're seeing that at Rodney Pike Church of God. Do you know that? We're seeing that happening. We're seeing that happening. I was standing on this front row on Sunday, and I felt this, 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 this being behind me only to turn around, and it was six and a half foot tall, Trevor Baker, and I heard him whisper to Pastor, Pastor, I've got a testimony this morning. Trevor doesn't do that kind of stuff. Trevor doesn't do that kind of stuff. It's going to take somebody like the Holy Ghost to get a man like that on this platform to declare a testimony of the workings of Jesus Christ in his life. And you want to know something? I believe it's only the tip of the iceberg. I believe we're going to see the power of the Holy Ghost begin to prevail and flow in a great way. I believe people are going to stand at this pulpit who aren't characteristic preachers who are people that don't come from a preacher culture maybe people who are afraid to stand in front of others I believe ministry leadership is going to rise up within this house people that we have no clue have no idea but I find something out I can do all things and you know what I as a leader can observe all things and realize God can work in all man shame on the church for putting people into characteristics saying he's the one he's not the one honey if you let the Holy Ghost do his job he's going to rise up an army he's going to equip a people to fulfill his commission and fulfill his promise hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah. He's going to rise up some folks uh, who have the simple revelation, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah, amen. If you'd go with me over in, over in the book of Acts. Man. Over in Acts chapter 19, there's a revival happening in Ephesus. There's a move of God happening in Ephesus. There is a great outpouring happening. And the Apostle Paul, I like what it says in verse 1 of chapter 19. Or excuse me, verse 11 of chapter 19. It says, Now God worked unusual 
miracles by the hands of Paul. In Acts chapter 19, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of God. My God, that verse will preach up one side and down the other. I mean, is anybody looking for some unusual miracles? Are you looking for God to do things that are kind of out of the ordinary, beyond our expectation, beyond our limitation? I don't know about you, but I do believe that God is still in the work of miraculous, divine, instantaneous healing. I believe he's still in the work of touching bodies and healing people. I, I believe it. I believe it. Years ago, we this county saw one of the greatest healing miracles I think I've ever witnessed in my life. A, a pastor who just recently went on to be with Jesus Christ uh, had completely lost all strength in his body, had a rare neurological disorder. But Pastor Sally said, I just simply believe God could heal me. I just believe God could heal me. And they said, he surprised everyone. He got, I mean, some of you may have seen him preach in services. I saw him preach a funeral, and he literally had a wheelchair that would stand him up behind the pulpit. He was, and he would stand behind that pulpit, and it affected him, even his vocal cords. He was hardly able to speak, and we as a county witnessed such a divine miracle take place within that pastor's body. Let me tell you something, saints. It's time we believe in the unusual once again. It's time we believe in the extraordinary once again. Oh, my God. You want to talk about evangelism, you let God be begin to do some crazy miracles uh, in the lives of his people. Uh, you let God begin to touch, heal, and deliver. You're going to see people get saved. Oh, hallelujah. I had to throw that nugget in there. Praise God. Praise God. It even says in verse 12, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them and evil spirits went out of them. It says in verse 13, Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. We exer that let me tell you something. Every single time there is a great move of God. I, I, I can tell you as a leader the times where we have had what what we like to say in the Pentecostal church, a knockdown drug out time in Jesus. The devil tries to use some form of division to deteriorate that and to break that down. And truth be told, we allow the flesh to win at times. You, you know what I'm talking about. We've all had those times we've been slain out in the spirit for an hour and a half, and then we get up and we get a phone call that really tests us. Anybody know what I'm talking about tonight? Oh, man, you, you, you're on an upward swing, upward swing, upward swing. All of a sudden, something hits. Bam! 
So in the midst of this great move of God, these folks, and, and historic, history tells us that it was not uncommon within this culture for people to try to use a certain power for kind of a, a showmanship type thing. A showmanship type thing, trying to almost like a magic show type thing, trying to claim the name of Jesus Christ. Now let me tell you, hearts being in the wrong place is one of the grand messages of the passage when it comes down to the sons of Sceva. But there's something else, there's another revelation, is that as they begin to exercise these demons, the scripture tells us they declare, we now speak the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. In other words, they were trying to quote another man's sermon to cast out devils. They were trying to feast upon and utilize the sermon of a man to cast out devils. Oh, let me tell you something. I'm a little worried. If I could throw this in on this Wednesday night crowd, I'm a little worried about the church culture is we can quote preachers left and right. We know what they're thinking. We know how they teach. I mean, they're even making, uh, uh, they're even making one of those called reality shows about pastors now. Pastors have now gotten into the reality show. Oh, my goodness. I don't want those cameras in my house. I don't want them to see me in my sweatpants watching the Pingles game. I don't want them to see that. Now, reality, I mean, preachers are now having reality shows. Oh, doing all that commercial type stuff. And we can quote the teachings of a man. This is what brother so-and-so thinks. This is what sister so-and-so thinks. The wrong place that the heart of the sons of Sceva were in, were in was one of the greatest factors. But another factor was they were trying to cast the devil out with a sermon. They were trying to cast the devil out with somebody else's sermon. Honey, I hope to goodness that your only spiritual source is not the time. Now, let me tell you, I'm going to say this. We couldn't have a better preacher who fills this pulpit 90% of the time. We couldn't have better preachers that stand and declare the word of God out of this pulpit. But we pray right now that you have a communion and a fellowship and a connection with Jesus Christ. Why? Because the word of God does give a promise that at the name of Jesus, Satan is going to flee, that Jesus is the name above all names. We want you to understand there is a name that makes demons tremble, and his name is Jesus Christ. We hope you don't tell our sermons to the devil. You quote the word of God to the devil. You realize through the power and might of the Holy Spirit, demons do flee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And truth be told, these sons were trying to utilize another man's time in the prayer closet, another man's time in the word of God, another man's time of fasting and prayer and seeking the face of God. Honey, we don't need to quote sermons. We need to quote the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Oh, my gosh. In other words, those demons were saying, yeah, we know that preacher you're talking about. We know about that preacher. We're afraid of that preacher. We know who Jesus is, but we also know who you are, and we're not afraid of you. The devil is afraid of a church that, yes, goes to church and comes together, but then breaks off divides and gets into the word of God and prays and seeks the face of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It ain't going to happen off of another man's sermon. I can do all things through Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Would you just stand to your feet with me tonight? Thank you so I've enjoyed preaching this message this evening. I enjoyed it tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you just give the Lord a, a hand clap of praise this evening? Thank you, Jesus.